Hi, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Teal Expert Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelly Evans-Wilson, your podcast host and food allergy coach, uh, where we spend 10 minutes each Tuesday providing authentic expertise and guidance in navigating the food allergy world. I'm a mom uh, with a daughter with life-threatening food allergies, been navigating this world for almost 19 years. It'll be 19 years in a couple of days. Um, I'm a researcher and I'm an educator. So just a couple of things that I want to want to make sure you're aware of, some exciting things that happened today. Um, but, but before we get there, uh, remember when we kind of started this, this season, we're talking about the skills that you need to navigate this world. And we, we've been kind of talking about kind of three skills, adapting, uh, needing to adapt to our environment, accepting, you know, accepting that we have food allergies or someone we love has food allergies and what kind of responsibility goes with having that. We have to accept that. And then um, what opportunities does that provide? And then we've been talking about our attitude. So we've, we've kind of talked about the three A's uh, the last few weeks. And we're going to keep that theme today as, as I kind of share some exciting news that happened in the food allergy world actually just today. Um, um, we talked about this previously. Last year, there was a piece of legislation that was introduced called the FASTER Act, F-A-S-T-E-R. It stands for Food Allergy Safety Treatment Education and Research. And as I mentioned previously, it, it was federal legislation introduced last um you know, last session, and then um, they had to be reintroduced. So it was actually reintroduced today um, in the House of Representatives. So again, FASTER, Food Allergy Safety Treatment Education and Research Act of 2021 was introduced in the House of Representatives today by Representative Doris Matsu from California and Representative Patrick McHenry from North Carolina. So, and the Fast Track does several things, similar to what it did last time, but just a, a refresher. Uh, the Faster Act, one of the, the main components is it will um, add sesame as a labeled allergen on packaged foods. So, you know how we always talk about the top eight, which if you can remember the top eight, peanuts, tree nuts, milk, eggs, wheat, soy, fish, and shellfish, we're kind of used to that big eight, well, the FASTER Act would add sesame to that list as well. Um, you know, sesame is um, often kind of included when it talks about natural flavors and natural spices, which makes it very difficult for consumers to kind of know what's in, you know, what's really in that food. You know, for all of us that are reading those food uh, labels, um, it's crucial that what, what it says is really what's in there. And so for sesame, it, it can often be hidden in that. So it kind of adds another layer of difficulty for those with food allergies or someone who's taking care of someone with food allergies. Another couple things the legislation will do, it will also require the Secretary of Health and Human Services to issue a report on scientific opportunities uh, regarding food allergy research, 
prevention, treatment, and new cures. You know, as we talked about before, you know, the federal government, you know, has the most resources that they can use for research. And right now they're only spending about 19 cents on food allergy research. So this will increase that. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and as I mentioned, includes uh, sesame um, um, in that as well. So those are kind of the couple of the big components to this FASTER Act. So it will start the legislative process. We'll go to the House, pass the House, hopefully, and then move on to the Senate. So I will keep you informed um, of what's going on with the FASTER Act. But just to, to make sure you're, you're aware that that was introduced today. So it's an exciting day for the food allergy community. And then thinking about the the accepting, so kind of accepting the responsibility that we have as, as someone with food allergies or when you love someone who does, you know, we're, we have kind of this added responsibility to educate um, individuals. And one of the ways that we do that is really um, recently there's been some, some studies, not very many, but a few studies um, really talking about some racial and ethnic disparities when it comes to the food allergy community. So I wanted to point out a couple of studies. So in 2011, kind of one of the first studies um, was done by um, Anne, uh, Lucy Ann Blyvere, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her, her name correctly. She's a professor of pediatrics at Northwestern University. And her research really showed that lower income families spend 2.5 times more on emergency care and hospitalizations related to food allergies. And this is likely because these families have less access to affordable, safe food and less access to allergy specialists and medications. So 2011 was kind of one of, one of the first studies really looking um, at food allergies along racial and ethnic lines. Then there was another study in 2014 that examined food allergy prevalence in children from 1988 to 2011, so kind of a longitudinal study, and it found an incre that increase in the rate, of a 2.1% increase um, for black children in food allergies and 1.2% for Hispanics and 1% increase among whites. So that's Again, 20, 2014, a study was done that looked at children over that time period and saw an increase higher in Black children than Hispanic and non-Hispanic whites. 2018, there was a study, and this is referred to pretty regularly, 7.6% um, of children in the United States had some type of food allergy and Black children were more likely to have more than one food allergy. So again, 7.6% of children have some type of food allergies, and Black children were more likely than white children to have more than one food allergy. And then there's actually a current enrollment in a study right now um, at Rush University in Chicago that's really starting to 
to try to get at some of these disparities. They're actually doing a five-year clinical study, hoping to kind of get some answers on some of these racial differences that we've been seeing. So, and they're, they're actually in the process of recruiting uh, children to participate in this study. So just a couple of spotlighting, I, I wanted to just spotlight a few studies that are out there just trying to really look at some racial and ethnic disparities. Is it because of um, food, lack of access to specialists or medication, or probably a combination of those things? Um, but just kind of keeping you aware and keeping that top of mind. So our third A, you know, is our attitude uh, that you know, one of those main things that we can control um, is our attitude. And I will say that um, because I think my daughter's birthday is this week, I've been really reflecting on our food allergy journey. Uh, so, so for 19 years, we've been on this journey and food allergies have, have changed, <laughs> changed our lives. They've changed what we eat. They've changed um, where we eat, um, you know, what we eat. <laughs> where we place food at food at gatherings when we whether it's potlucks holiday parties uh, where the food is placed um, school parties it just food allergies have changed the way we live um, and so I, you know i I don't want to say that I'm grateful for food allergies, but I'm grateful that it's given me an opportunity to um, share our story um, and educate others. You know, I also feel like it's given me the opportunity to um, a reminder that we all need grace. We need to give grace to people every single day. Um, you know, Food allergies aren't visible when you see someone walking down the street. So it's really crucial that we ask questions and we are understanding if someone chooses to not eat something or um, behaves a little bit differently, that we're treating them with kindness and grace. Um, so, so I am grateful that food allergies have given uh, have given me, have given our family the opportunity to kind of think about things in a different way. Um, and so, and, and I'm grateful that it's given me the opportunity to, to share thoughts and uh, about navigating food allergy on this podcast. Um, and, and I'm grateful for you for spending time with me on Tuesdays, uh, just to, to get a little bit of food allergy knowledge uh, to help you navigate the food allergy world, whether it's you or someone you love who, who has food allergies. You know, I, I'm grateful. I, as we think about think about this week and think about what your action item, you know, is for the week, uh, just keeping that grateful heart and remembering that you are the lighthouse. You know, you've gained some hopefully new knowledge about the Faster Act and some studies that are taking place on about racial and ethnic disparities when it comes to food allergies. So hopefully I've given you some confidence that you can, that you're knowledgeable, you can share that knowledge with others. Um, and again, thinking about that lighthouse, you are the light um, for others and you are helping them, them come safely to shore. Uh, and, 
So stand tall. Uh, keep that picture of the lighthouse uh, with you all week. Um, and I, I, like I said, am so grateful to spend this, these few minutes with you on Tuesdays. Um, I'm Dr. Kelly Evans-Wilson, the teal expert um, and food allergy coach. Have a great week and I'll see you next Tuesday.